You and me, we made a vow For better or for worse I can't believe you let me down But I proved in a way it hurts From months on end I'd have my doubts Denied in every tear I wish this could be over now but I know I still need you here You say I'm crazy Cause you don't think I know what you've done But when you call me baby I know I'm not the only one And I know and I know and I know and I know I know I'm not the only one. Hello Bridget, how are you today? Brincadeira, ainda não chegou esse momento. Bem-vindos a mais um episódio do Information Avançado, o podcast esse que tem toda a missão e glória de mostrar para vocês que é possível se conectar com pessoas, qualquer que seja a distância delas, de você, a partir do uso do inglês, que é a língua oficial do planeta Terra. Não vamos negar isso não, né, minha galera? Como é que vocês estão? Vocês estão na paz? Vocês estão felizes? Vocês estão cansados? Vocês estão lavando louça, catando cocô de cachorro, limpando janela, indo pro trabalho, voltando do trabalho, estão fazendo uma viagem chata, uma viagem legal? Não sei, mas de todo modo eu espero que vocês estejam se divertindo aí do outro lado e que esse episódio seja tão legal quanto os outros foram, a não ser que os outros não tenham sido legais, né? Mas vamos lá, eu vou ligar pra Bridget e nós vamos falar sobre um tópico tão leve, vocês nem sabem o que que é, vocês vão saber o que é quando eu falar em inglês. So today I actually rewatch a movie that I love so much, uh, the movie is called Click, it's actually not exactly new movie, do you know this one? I know and I love this one, I think this is the best movie, actually one of the two best movies by Adam Sandler. Oh yeah? What, yeah. what the other one? I'm curious. Some the other one is that one released by Netflix called Uncut Gems. Have you heard of it? Ah, yes, yes, yes. I also watched that one. That was pretty good too. But I, I have to say, if you put these two movies on the same standard, I would definitely say Click is like maybe 50%. I like it 50% more, you know. It's oh. just too good. Yeah, it's like a... It's still like a classic comedy of Adam Sandler, but you you know there's a scene that I always cry my eyes out. You know what I'm talking about, right? I surely do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The part where Adam Sandler uh, didn't know because he always, you know, fast forward his life. So he didn't know that his father already passed away while he was, you know, using that remote control. Uh, I guess this is not spoiler, right? Like if no. people don't haven't, okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. If uh, anyone who haven't seen the movie, please go. It's a great movie. So anyway, in that scene that uh, where Adam Sandler just went back in time and say goodbye again to his father, he missed, you know, the the time that his father passed away. That that scene always made me cry so much, and I just feel. So much regret, you know, so much regret from Adam Sandler's character. It's so good. This movie is so good. That's what yeah. happened in that movie called 
About time. Do you know that one? Yeah, I know that one too. Also, I cry so much in、yeah. that movie too. We、uh, <laughs> we have the, this that issues, and then we go watch the movies, and then we get crushed by the script, and then we go like, "Oh, Dad, hug me. We don't have enough time to live a beautiful life together." So I、yeah. get that, but I I remember crying my eyes out after watching. This about time. The last time I watched it and click. Yeah. Of course, this time I'm more mature. I watch it. Surely I'm gonna watch it after this conversation, not immediately after it. But <laughs> I'm gonna watch it with the the memory of our conversations, and now will probably most likely cry to to the to that scene. Yeah. And to that last scene in which he's like laying on the ground and.、Uh, It's like a desperate scene also,、like、where the his ex-wife、yeah. comes to him, rescue him, and he says that he loves her, and she says、uh, she loves him back, and etc. It's right, yeah, like forever、uh, and ever, baby, or something like that, right? Yeah, oh my god, and that <laughs> and that song by the Cranberries, you know? Oh yeah, linger. That's the movie. You know, after the movie, I immediately look for the song. So, so perfect for that movie. You know, a lot of things that will linger on in life. You know, exactly. Yeah, And、so. do you know one thing that I I got to know after listening to a podcast about the song? Are you prepared to it? Tell me, tell me. What 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 did you do? This song seems to be something about this girl being like,、uh, okay, another heartbroken story, but it actually not. It is、mm. about her split personality, so she's fighting herself,、oh. and that song was composed for herself to fight her demons and etc. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, exactly the song. So, so Cranberry, okay, the 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 vocal lead, she explained that this is what the song about. She said that, and that makes sense if you go back to the lyrics, and then you go back to the story in which she kills herself. So maybe that makes、Ooh. sense, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that gives totally another depth of you know to the song.、It's、so good. Yeah. Okay, I'm definitely going back to listen to the song and definitely read the lyrics again.、Uh, you know. Yeah. All right. So that we talked about so many depth already. You know, from the movie Click. And、uh, in this movie, Click, we actually experienced that the character experienced not just the death of his father, but also the death of himself. And also the movie that about time, also the character experienced the death of his father. And Cranberry, like this lyrics, like talking about her split personality. Maybe in the end, she killed herself. So this basically, you know, like a, 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 all these things revolve around the topic, which is death. You know, I think one thing I love the comedy movies、uh, Adam Sandler did in the, in Click is that he talks about death in such a humorous way. You know, and I, I, I all of a sudden I feel that maybe we can do the same thing. You know, of course we we don't have to be always like too philosophical or like getting into very deep. Deep topic and feeling, making everybody so sad about talking about death. We can also use a different approach. So, what about today? Let's talk about death. Let's try to talk about this topic. That you know, it's something that we all have to face one day, either for our own death or the death of our, you know, our loved ones. 
but is there other ways that we can approach it? So, so let's say, you know, okay, I'm, uh, I first thing I think we can do is that since we are from different backgrounds, okay, I know everybody, our listeners already know that, well, I'm from a different country, right? But I think maybe listeners will also want to know about how people see death in general in Brazil. That maybe that, you know, uh, listeners from Taiwan can also get a glimpse of the culture. So would you like to share something? That's something you find interesting about how people see death there. Yeah, do you remember when we talked about something involving taboos in the past? I, yeah, I don't know yeah. which topic we were talking about, but I think death in Brazil is about a taboo that has to be broken one day because we need to talk about how to... How, how can I say... To, to divide the heirlooms and etc by, by mm. the, the deceased ones and etc and we need to talk about that more openly because we all are going in, in the same way and if some of us like me if we stop to talk about it and think about it maybe we'll panic and think okay nothing in life makes sense because mm. in the end we'll lose everything so I, I i can tell you that here in brazil the the matter of dying is really involved by this aura of uh, religious religion and oh. christianity and etc so even i, I think that even nowadays, if uh, an, an atheist dies, people will make mm. a mess, not a mess, like a, a, a confusion, a, a, like, <laughs> a, you know, a thing that's like, oh, things are turning tables and etc. Like a mess for for the, the Christian church, you know? And mm. they're gonna like pray for his his or her soul and etc. And they will do those things. And so death here in Brazil, I I I think we have like many religions here, but mostly we have the the Protestants and the Christians, and we have this aura of religion and etc. involving death here but we don't talk oh. about death in a way that okay let's talk about what happens next after we we perish you know after mm, we yes. we don't exist anymore like okay which uh, belongings are going to which uh, relatives and etc and i think here in brazil like summing up yeah. my, my speech here death is about a taboo and we have to break that, you know. You told me mm. yesterday, I guess, that yeah. this is the ghost month in Taiwan. Yeah. Am I correct? <laughs> yeah, actually, this is the ghost month in, in Chinese culture. Oh, okay. So anywhere that with Chinese descendants, basically, we are celebrating this ghost month. Okay. And, and do you know the Day of the Dead in Mexico, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit like that, but we extend it to a month <laughs> and uh, the funny thing is that the atmosphere is completely different uh comparing to uh, the, the, that festival in mexico and so somehow i i feel that from what you just told me that death is a taboo when people don't really talk about it and it's something very religious and i think maybe we have something in common here because in taiwan like death is also something uh, how do i say this 
you cannot talk about it. As if you talk about it, it will come faster. Something really interesting. I, I don't know. People that have superstitions, especially in this month. Okay, so the the origin of the ghost month is that people believe this month that all the lost souls, you know, all those ghosts, okay, all those ghosts will come back to the living world. And one of them, one group of them is that they are our late families. So they will come back to see us. Okay, so that's that part is pretty endearing, right? But the second part is for those um, people who pass away, but maybe because they did something wrong in their lifetime or they got killed, they die unnaturally. That's what people believe, okay? This is not my words. Okay. Uh, they die unnaturally. So their soul my wonder in this living world and so they have to wait until this uh, ghost month and people human beings people who are still alive we will offer a lot of offerings to the ghost in the air and uh, we basically prepare them a very very abundant feast and for the whole month. So during this month, they will just, uh, they will have all the food and they can go anywhere to see their family or just, you know, revenge. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't know. But anyway, they can do anything this month. And uh, after they finish all the feasts, they will go back. Though our family will go back to heaven. And uh, those lost souls, when they have the offering, they will finally be satisfied and they will go to the next life okay because this we believe in karma really really fucking interesting because if i am a societal guy and then i kill myself and then i get gifted with a feast so i, I had this punishment that is to be roaming here around earth and then my family go there and make a barbecue to me and then I, okay <laughs> this is me this is hamburger okay i'm going to whatever i have to go to this is kind of if you stop and think about it it's not such a punishment because i'm just okay now i'm killing myself okay i'm ending <laughs> my life okay that's it but then i yeah. know that afterwards i'm gonna have a barbecue party Especially for me, you um, know? Yeah. Well, actually, of course, I simplify the story, like, maybe 50%. Okay, but the idea, uh, what you said, was actually pretty uh, pretty close to it. And still, of, I, I guess it's pretty much the same. Like, for example, in Christianity or in Catholicism, people who kill themselves are not allowed to go to heaven right they are not in this this culture of yours is really like the culture of spiritism maybe you got that resemblance right mm. the societals and the ones that live their lives like in order to kill themselves in the end like drinking too much smoking and mm. doing drugs and etc they end up going to a place that's not hell but it's almost it And you get like a, in Portuguese, it's called umbral. I don't know purgatory. how it, it's. It's not actually a purgatory. It's a is oh. a place where you go to, like not Earth, but you go to wander and recover your soul or whatever, and then you um. come back to to Earth, and then you can develop yourself as as a spirit and then like reach higher i don't know tiers of existence 
as a spirit mm. i don't know and so it's really similar to what happens here but i don't know if in this culture of spiritism we have a barbecue party for the ones that kill themselves okay i don't know i don't okay. know if that's a okay. thing here i think they get like more punished culturally than the ones that mm. actually actually uh go and and live throughout their lives uh, until it's end You know, actually, I have yeah. a, a really sad story because one day I yeah. was I was at my ex-girlfriend's house and we were like watching YouTube or whatever. And then and by that time I would use Facebook and then the the notification of Facebook message pops up yeah. on, on, on the screen and a guy says, do you remember a guy called blah, blah, blah? And then I say... Yeah, but I don't know this guy that's mm -hmm. texting me. And uh, and the guy say, okay, I have uh, sad news for you. And I ask, what? Mm -hmm. And the guy said he committed suicide the other day and the, the funeral is happening wow. today. And if you want to come over, he would be really pleased by your presence. So we go there and we... It's like a really heavy environment because imagine all his yeah. family and all his friends and, you know, so they all are like that thinking, what the fuck just happened, you know? And mm. one yeah. thing that really shocked me is that they they let the, the coffin open and the guy jumped off mm. a building you know oh, so shit. yes oh, my God. so the guy was really fucked up and still they wanted to to leave the coffin open for everyone to see what so happened you saw that. i saw that oh my god oh my god so oh, it was ew. really fucked up so it was my first experience uh tending to <laughs> such meeting of a person that killed killed himself and it was you know people crying desperately and his mom was there she wasn't even crying because she was clearly under the effect of medication and mm, yeah you know so so that got me thinking and by that time i was going through an existential crisis it involved probably mm. involved my my relationship back then and i was like okay what's the sense in life i wasn't get to get into that suicidal th thought of okay maybe i'm gonna end myself but this is really uh it was really heavy an experience to me and yeah. after that i went through a really existential crisis i i think i go through that from time to time in uh moments and moments i i go to bed i i lay my head on the pillow and i i start, start to, to wonder i start to not I, i go straight to the thought of okay i'm gonna die what's the point and then i get anguished mm. and then sometimes i even scream you know i go what the fuck yeah, yeah yeah but it doesn't happen that often but it happens sometimes when i when i think my life is is happening too fast and is is coming to an end is something really sad i go to the point of thinking okay this is so sad because i like my life my life is so good and mm, then i go right. and then i go to that dark 
moment of thinking what happens next i don't know how to how not to be you know i don't know how not to mm. be something or someone i want my conscience back and then i won't have yeah. it so it's really interesting that philosopher called epicurus i don't know how to say that Mm -hmm. yes. so he says that yeah, one doesn't need to be worried about dying because when death is real you're not anymore and when you're alive there's no death I think that's okay of like okay you can get like comfort by that thought but maybe not you know because that doesn't mm. solve my problem here I'm gonna die and I I don't yeah. want not to be a person. I don't want not to be a conscience. And then Epicurus says, okay, you don't need to be worried because yeah. when death is, you are no longer. And I will say, go fuck mm. yourself, man. You're not solving anything here. You know? Oh, no, no definitely not. Yeah. yeah. But I need to But ask you, um, Bridget. Yeah. Are yes. you afraid of dying? Of course. I think it's just something that's common for everybody but you know in contrary of your internal crisis about oh life would you know be so short i don't want to die and stuff like that actually i have another thoughts well also i have to say to all the listener here i am not suicidal but you see that when sometimes when you are at the low points of your life you know, like negative thoughts, somehow they just intrude into your head. It, it's not something that you can do, right? So when I was in my very terrible moments, like about in 2018, there are too many reasons that I don't bother to talk about it now. But the thing is that, you know, there were like a lot of pressures from so many things. And I'm not going to lie that at some point during that year, I sometimes feel, okay, while I was walking on the street, for example, I was walking on the street and I would be thinking to myself and say, well, if I got hit by a car, what if I got hit by a bus and oh died God. right away? Oh, no. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, so I had that kind of thoughts or sometimes I would feel, okay, for example, I was like, during that year, I was so stressful and, and there were so many like different sorts of pressures coming from different groups. So at the time I would think, okay, you know what? If I die, it, I don't want to kill myself. The thing is that I'm afraid of the result of actually committing suicide because I don't want my parents or anyone that I love feel hurt about me deciding to end my own life. But I constantly thinking, what if there is an accident that take my life? So, so that's kind of, I, I don't know if that's, a, that's crazy, but of course I don't think about it now or, or but that kind of thoughts did happen, did occur in my head, um, sometimes while I was at the very low points. And, uh, after thinking about that, after I, you know, came back to my senses, I would yell at myself internally and say, Bridget, don't be crazy something like that i was thinking of because i work with not uh committing them but i <laughs> i work with accusing murders okay 
And then I stopped to think about the many possibilities we have of getting killed. People that want to kill us or uh, situations we can go through and then we are dead. Like, for example, we get hit by a car by a drunk driver and yeah. you had no guilt, you had no responsibility over it, you just were in the, at the wrong place at the, right, at the wrong time and then you get hit by a car and then you fucking die. So it's kind of, oh my god, <laughs> how easy it is to be dead nowadays and like ever. Because actually nowadays we have security yeah. and we have uh, medication and etc. But anyway, you can get killed really easily and people shouldn't be like, oh my god, I'm gonna unlock myself and my house. No, that's not a thing, but no. sometimes people should be more aware of it, you know? I don't yeah. know, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to cause any anxiety here to the audience, but I saw this guy that yeah. the other day I was working on this case and the guy was running, he was taking a test to become a police officer and you have to take a physical test and run for um, an amount of time. I don't know if you you are acquainted with such kinds of, of tests. You nope. need to take... No idea. You have to take a physical test in order to, to, to show the people that, that are mm -hmm. testing you. I don't know. The the guys that are evaluating you, they, they would say, okay, this guy is ready for the position because he showed that if possibly he needs to to run after a criminal, he has the physical condition, etc. So the guy is taking this test, mm -hmm. he needs to run, I, I guess, 2.4 kilometers in 10 minutes, 11 minutes, I don't know. It's... It's mm -hmm. not actually easy, but it's not uh, if you, if you can run, it's not impossible. Okay, you need to train for it, and then you go, and then the guy falls in the the middle of the the test, and he dies. He has a heart attack. What the fuck? Yeah, and then I. I well, you have to warn me first about this. It's really okay. Jesus. It, it, I I thought okay, I can be running anytime. And I can be dead. And I wanna like yeah. he he had that instant death. I don't know like uh, clinically how mm. to say that, but he, he had that instant wow. death after. Do you know when you I don't know in English that that word, but when you eat and you don't let the, the digestion go all the way through its end and then you go exercise. Yeah. And then you have oh. this this thing after like working out, shortly after having a meal, in which like your your system collapses and you kind of die, you know. So wow. probably that was the situation. And then I got myself thinking, okay, it's so fucking easy nowadays to to be dead after making like a stupid move, you know. Mm -hmm. The guy was just running. He studied. He prepared for that specific test. And then in the middle of it, he falls to the ground and he dies instantly. Yeah. You know. Jesus. So nah. uh, I get to think more and more. That doesn't get like anxiety because uh, at one point you get numb after working with, even with heavy things on a daily basis. But I get to think, okay, I like day after day, I get to know a, a one new way of getting killed or 
dying for natural causes or whatever. And yeah. I get to think, oh my, how weird is to be alive? Because it's actually, even nowadays, I think it's actually easier to get killed than to remain alive. You know, yeah, if you are exactly. at the wrong place at the wrong time, you can get shot or you can get stabbed and, or you can get raped and stabbed and shot. I don't know. You, you know, so <laughs> yeah. it's really, really, oh my God. I don't know. I don't know. Life is so weird. So I get to think of that. Yeah. And when I get a, a really heavy case, especially when I watch a trial by my boss and he's accusing a criminal of murdering some people or a specific person, I don't know. And then he shows yeah. pictures of the crime scene and he shows like audios and etc. And then I get the impact of all of it. And then I go home thinking, oh, how heavy it is to have someone mm -hmm. like being killed in front of you. Or it's not actually heavy for you when you are the one being killed. But uh, we, we haven't gone through that experience yet. I, I don't want to be yeah. killed anytime soon, but anyway. And then I go home and I feel that that burden, you know, of, oh my God, yeah. world is a wild place, you know? Exactly. World is so fucked up sometimes. But I don't think that in a way that we don't have to worry about death that much because none of us are special. You know, we are going to face death eventually, And some people die more creatively, but but in the end, that like, we are not going to escape this. So so, if it's a you know a collective experience, maybe we don't need to be afraid of it so much. I don't know. I'm just talking because you know, like when you I'm in are my talking condition, just like Epicurus, and I hate you for that right now. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, but okay. So uh, if I'm going to really say that my fear about death uh of course i don't want to die of course you know i still enjoy life I, i have a lot of things i want to do but what really makes me feel dreadful probably be the death of people that i love you know i think this is something more difficult for me to deal with even just to think about it sometimes yeah so i, I don't know about your case but for example a Uh, some things that happened in the past just maybe give me a little bit trauma. So when I think of like, all right, uh, I, so I, I always put myself in two scenarios. Uh, it, you you guys don't need to do that, but anyway, I, I kind of did in the past. Is that I imagine myself being uh, killed in some sort of accident, okay? And I imagine my family's reaction. I feel very sad. I when I think about how it would crush my mom, I would, you know, think just thinking about that, I would wish I never have a soul, you know, that I never have. I would wish that I'm just like Epicurus said, you know, when I die, I die, okay? I, I My flesh would be eaten by worms and I don't have to worry about anything anymore, you know? So if it's my death, I would wish it's something like that. But if it's something, you know, like my family's death, Or someone that I love, my future partner's death, they're thinking about the life without them. You know, that in a sense, that because they will never disappear. You know, they, they, will, be, they will disappear physically, but 
the memories will still always inside your 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 mind, and you will constantly think about them. So in that sense, how they pass away matters a lot. So that is why, you know, to go back a little bit, families that you know undergoing another family member committing suicide, why it is so difficult? Part of the reason is that they have to face the facts that their family voluntarily. Uh, kill themselves. It almost it almost feel like the person that died decided to abandon everyone. You know? but but I'm not saying this is the right mindset. The mindset, but I'm just saying that it's inevitably something those family members would think about. So that is why it hurt so much. And with this uplifting conversation, we get to the end of this episode of Embromation Avançado. Do you have anything else to add to this really bright-sided conversation, Bridget? <laughs> okay, so if it's the end, I'm sorry that in the end I find myself probably agree with Epicurus, you know, that We are not special, and just enjoy our life right now. You know, like if we are all going to go through the same thing, what is what is there to be afraid about? That's my philosophy now. I think that in English, my message would be: guys, enjoy the things you like to do, to be with your family, or yeah. to be alone. Or, for example, I really love to walk, and run, and do exercises, and have uh, experiences that challenge me uh, physically and I, I, I like to learn new things and talk about new things excitedly, yeah. you know, I would tell Bridget, Bridget, you can't imagine what I just found out and then I go like blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, and it's really yeah. exciting, so you have to raise this life potential of yours and get your dreams and you know I, i'm not saying that you shouldn't be thinking about okay someday i'll be dead but this memento mm. mori thing is really useful when you you think okay one day i might be dead so i might as well enjoy what i have now so exactly cop and dean guys yeah, yes that's it so i'm speaking portuguese and then english and then bye okay okay Ok, pessoal, muito obrigado pela audição desse episódio. Foi um episódio reflexivo, talvez um pouco triste, talvez um pouco desesperador. Não sei, vocês que me digam. Até a próxima e teremos aqui um episódio novo a cada domingo, como sempre foi, como sempre será, até que eu mude de planos. Say hi again, Bridget. Uh, bye. Oh everybody. my God, I said hi. Ok, say bye. <risos> Bye, everybody. Okay, bye, everybody, and I'm really sorry.